Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Cornering the Market from Collector's Corner. Your every two week currently update on the generative art market. Unfortunately, we've had to drop to every two weeks. The market's been tough, but things are getting better. So hopefully this all changes. My name is P. You may know me online as Astem. Here is my Twitter account. If you want to give me a follow at Astem Cloud, I'm also founder of Collector's Corner Premium, which is a paid service to help really serious collectors or honestly folks who just want to get the best stuff at a cheap price. Uh, and also those who are, are investing because this is how this market works. Joined by my great friend and co-host, Jared underscore pause, seen here, his Twitter account, also the founder of multiple art-related companies, the 8NAP brand, 8NAP Digital Asset Fund. If you want to get exposure as a limited partner to the generative art market and the Web3 art market more broadly, and founder of the 8NAP art platform, which is going to be and is a very innovative art release platform. How are you doing today, Jared? Sorry for the long intro, but wanted to give you the proper shout out. No, I love it. Uh, I'm doing really well, man. Uh, I feel like I haven't been sleeping lately, which is a, an issue, but overall, uh, super excited for the space, which we'll talk about in the sentiment check, but doing awesome. Thanks. Awesome. Awesome. And here's our sub stack. These days, starting this week, I've been doing some daily updates. It's on the sub stack. It's also on my Twitter if you like them, please give them a like and a retweet. It really helps me. And check out these daily updates, uh, keeping you up to date as we go to every other week for these weeklies. But really excited about that. And I mentioned the Collector's Corner Premium. The community is buzzing. I really think that we got the, the best place to keep up with art market, bar none. So if you're interested in that, reach out. I have some links for that as well. And here's our Twitter. Give us a like and follow. All that out of the way. Let's get to some art. Jared, What what's the vibe? What's the vibe right now in the market? I'm super bullish, not just because ETH's ripping or broke 2000. Uh, I'm bullish because I believe that cautiously bullish still, but like <clears throat> we'll say like 70% on the bullish side. I believe what we're seeing in the PFP markets when, when money rotates in and you see these like really high double digit, triple digit returns, when that gets reallocated or rebalanced or focused on the art market, I think you're going to see something that's just absolutely meteoric. Now, is that next week or, you know, six months from now? I don't know. I just think with some of the supply constraints on on these uh, art projects, it's going to create a really, really interesting dynamic um, that I'm really looking forward to. And I think it will be it will be fun to be a part of it and watch. But yeah, overall, just seeing the you know, the, you know, it, it is kind of crazy. Like last week, we didn't do a, an episode, but there was a you know low volume in squiggles. This week, it's back up. I I just I feel like there's there's a, a tension and even with somebody like uh, Gordon Goner being uh, rotating in and buying uh, a bunch, like a, a very nice punk, you know, like it's dude, it's, it, it feels like there's attention, you know, the, the Simpsons episode, the it's getting the, the right attention at the right time, in my opinion. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I think it's really interesting. It's not really a topic of this podcast, but to see the move into PFPs and into PFPs first. And like as a general framework, I think that when you see a market rise like this, and by that, I mean, Bitcoin and Ethereum rising in price, but then you, you know, you kind of would expect that other NFTs would drop in price because now their US dollar value has gone up, but some of them move up. Uh, CryptoPunks, we'll talk about this, I'm sure, but they're up to a 53 Ether floor. They were at 43 just like two weeks ago, maybe 15, 16 days ago. Uh, and so what, what you're seeing happen and what I anticipate will happen with the art side is that you're going to see the collections that people really want will move first because they were just waiting for a change in sentiment, not a lower price. Now the sentiment is changing uh, and you probably see some collections that folks to unfortunately don't like as much get sold off, perhaps in wrapped ETH bids as people want to reallocate and not miss the market. But I mean, generally the bullishness is, you can probably hear it in my voice, uh, seeing all over discords and we'll talk about Trichromatic that just released, but that really helped, I think, show that the art side is quite bullish still, even though we haven't seen a ton of movement in older art collections yet. Um, so super hyped for it. Let's go right into the Ethereum Gen Art update. Uh, what do you what do you got for us, Jared? What's been going on the yeah, last week? I think arguably the deal of the last seven days for sure, and I might even argue of 2023 was a hundred ETH Fidenza sale for a spiral. I know that's a lot of money for a lot of people, but I mean. A spiral has not traded in the hundreds for some time. I mean, the last sales have been in the two to three hundred range. So, I mean, that that's something of note. I just think it was an absolute great buy. Congrats to to the buyer and seller. You know, I think the something else that was noted is uh, a wallet um, picked up two ringers and they've been putting together a pretty aggressive collection, which is nice to see. Uh, you know, the winds of Yawanawa, they're holding the seven ETH floor pretty tight but i'm seeing the the volume decrease down to 300 so the last four weeks have been 3000 1700 now down to 300 so really uh curious to see you know how this plays out you know i have a, a few targets myself and then people you know there's a buyer that came in and bought a bunch of people this week so that was cool to see um snowfro's forward slash three forward slashes uh had a 153 ETH of seven day volume. So staying strong there with a 0.5 ETH floor. Um, and then, you know, life in West America had five sales this week. It was just, it feels like there's a, like you kind of alluded to in the sentiment check, people are placing their Ethereum bets on what I feel are high conviction, less risk art. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm, I'm I'm tracking a lot of these metrics to fantastic overview and well more than overview deep dive into the main things going on there. Um, to me, the takeaway is that these considered higher end Grail collections have really not moved. Right, we haven't seen a string of Fidenza sales. If you remember, we saw a bunch a few months ago when the Sotheby's auction was going on for the Goose Ringer. Uh, and we we're not seeing that from the upper end, even from Squiggles, which we'll get to in a second. So. I just don't think the market has really started moving yet. The, the rotation hasn't happened into art, but I really think that seeing what happened with Trichromatic shows you that the demand is there for that. So we'll, you know, I, I think it's just honestly a matter of time. And uh, well, we'll get to squiggles, but like they have very quietly crept up. It's almost an ether floor. The floor is almost an ether higher 
than it was just a, a week ago. Uh, but I don't think people have really, truly noticed uh, and encouraging to see some, some collections like Life in West America, Reworld by Rope Ranisto, some news there, but seeing them pump. Uh, I think, you know, I really just think the market is showing you what it likes. And the first movers are the ones that that the market likes. Uh, and, you know, Winds of Yawanawa, I'm, I'm really impressed that it's holding up, honestly. Um, to your point, volume's drying up, so maybe it dips a bit. But uh, the percentage listed are, are also going down in a lot of these collections. So, you know, it's really encouraging to see some fantastic art come out and buck the trend of the bear market. You know, it, it can't escape the gravity of the bear market, but it's not down only. And that's, I think, a really encouraging sign for the space uh, that it's not just about the money and the market conditions. And if you have great art, you can transcend that. Uh, that's that's uh, something that's exciting for me. Let's hop over to the FX hash side. In the past seven days, you know, kind of FX hash has been quite anemic, really not a ton of volume at all. I mean, we have four collections in seven day volume over a thousand Tezos and really only one of them uh, is significantly above, which is RGB. And almost all these sales were well below floor price offers accepted by one seller, uh, ironically, Galaxy RGB. Uh, named that way. So, you know, we we really just haven't seen much happening on the FX hash side and uh, certainly not on Tezos. We'll get to uh, it's a little bit of an illusion, uh, an, uh, alluding to something here, uh, what might be happening. FX hash 2.0 is around the corner. So perhaps that's impacting it. But really, it, my takeaway on this is that FX hash artwork is seen as even riskier than ETH artwork. And, you know, if we're not seeing a lot of volume and squiggles, like the the more safe stuff, then we shouldn't expect to see that in FX hash right away. But I imagine some of the top collections here will we'll start to get some volume once the, the art markets open up. Uh, but, you know, Jared, actually, we haven't talked about this. I'm curious to hear your take on what might be happening and what might change on the FX hash side. I hope there's a renewed interest in FX hash and it can bring some attention. But I mean, honestly, like it's a little bit sad to see the market ripping and, and the art on FX hashes just kind of sitting there uh, for the time being. That being said, I'm a big holder of Tezos art. So I'm a, you know, a little bit of a bag bias, but I hope that the FX hash team can bring some new attention and eyes to the platform and really find an, uh, an opportunity to, to advocate for so we'll talk about that later on but overall i think that um i just think that the tezos blockchain is a place for new and emergent artists and it's just really not cost effective to release collections right now and you're seeing it, it it's it's showing up in the volume man right totally um it's it's not the place to make money for artists at least not right now we'll see if that changes chromie squiggles Chrome yeah, Googles, um, there's we, we didn't do an update last week, but it's at a seven day volume of 174 ETH floor price, as you mentioned. Uh, two weeks ago it was 8.5 and it's up to 9.29. So, really nice appreciation there. Pretty thick floor, honestly. I think it's like eight to 10 sales between there and 10 ETH. So, it'll be interesting to see how all well this holds up. Uh, there were 18 sales which is, you know, a little bit below average, uh, I would say, but it's nice to see that the highlight for me over the last seven days was a day zero slinky number 279 that sold for 10.5 ETH. Uh, it was posted in collector's corner uh, for the premium members really early and it got sucked up within a few hours. So 
really interesting that um that that piece was a listed so close to the floor and b uh, it was bought up with with such enthusiasm seeing a, a lot of i'll call it different types not the high-end types no boulder pipes that sold but lots of fuzzies slinkies and ribs that were uh you know i think people are starting to lean into these variants you know when they're close to the floor but the other observation i had over the last seven days is a lot of unnamed wallets so and i and i last night in preparation for this i kind of did some wallet snooping and i'm really intrigued to see like what happens with a lot of the the last buys but you know with it whether they get hold like held one of them had a you know, a substantial amount of Yuga assets that they rotated out of and bought uh, two Chromie Squiggles. So just something that I'm tracking, but, you know, it always piques my interest when I see a lot of unnamed wallets picking stuff up. But other than that, um, I'm hoping to to see more action overall. A decent week, but nothing too, too uh, monumental. Yeah, that, that, that sounds about right in terms of my feelings around Squiggles seeing the sales feeds. Appreciate that update. As always, let's take a look at, at friendship bracelets, uh, which uh, really had quite an up week. So friendship bracelets compared to the last seven day period that we looked at, as you can see here on screen, they had about 38 ether in volume and uh, the floor price jumped up from 0 0.075, got as low as 0 0.072 actually, and now is at 0 0.0. Uh, sorry, 0 0.11. The number of sales was massive, 313 compared to 68 the last time. And listings are up a little bit. They're around 1,100 and they're at 1027 last time. So uh, I'm excited about this for a couple of reasons. One, obviously I love friendship bracelets. I have not hidden that. I'm a holder of friendship bracelets. So you know, I, I have some bias here. Please take this with a grain of salt. But I just love the art. It's got perpetual motion, which is becoming a hotter thing these days. If you look at Windsor, Yawanawa, Cargo, et cetera, Flamingo Dow talking about it, it is effectively the art blocks token. It is by far the most liquid and widely distributed generative art collection. And it's really great art. You get emergent images, you get everything that you would want out of generative art. So I really like them. I'm going to talk about them a little bit more as my great art, great prices. Uh, but generally speaking, the most exciting thing perhaps of all of this is they seem to be actually working as a liquidity indicator. Like we saw these move up first and I, you know, it's too early to say, but I, I'm curious to see if these end up being sort of a, a harbinger of volume in the generative art market, uh, certainly in the art blocks market. Too early to say, as I mentioned, but we will find out. All right, let's do some release recaps here. First, Trichromatic by Mount Vitruvius, released yesterday, Art Blocks curated. It's got the market buzzing, 600 pieces, larger than your standard Art Blocks curated as of late, minted at a resting price of 0 0.81, right around what we actually thought it would be, surged up to about 2.2, 2.3 ETH floor, uh, now is retracing down to 1.8, 26% listed, and really widely regarded as great art and a fantastic release. Your thoughts on this one, Jared? It's, I think it's perfect timing. I, you know, we spoke to MV a lot at Marfa about the, and we were able to kind of preview some of the, or the algorithm and some of the outputs. I'm just really enamored with, with his work. And I think that this collection as a whole works really well together. I think that that's the observation from most. 
I mean, perfect <clears throat> diversity within palettes and um, different traits. So, and there's even some, you know, un, we'll call it uh, non-metadata traits that start to emerge that people are collecting around. So overall, man, I, I think this is very well executed. Huge congrats to Envy and Artblocks. Just a, an absolute stellar release. Amazing algorithm. I, I, and to your point, it's been embraced by collectors and artists, which, you know, I've seen TLP, Harvey, and a few others, like really give praise to Envy for the algorithm. So it's it's a, it's always a nice sign when you see such a, a great project embraced by the greater community, not just one subsect or another, but awesome, awesome release. 100%. And, and William Upon also bought up for them, including the all-time high sales so far. So a lot of love from artists. Uh, congrats to MB and everybody involved. Really, um, honestly, really a, a nice boost for uh, the Artblocks community and brand. Uh, let's let's jump over to X Copy. A couple of releases here. I wanted to recap. These were both last week, but um, the takeaway here, folks, is X Copy is undefeated. Uh, just fantastic releases as always. Algo Bro, a one of forty-two minted at two ETH, all on the allow list. Saw some sales in the seven, eight ETH range. Now at six point nine, his first fully on-chain work. I'm told. Don't know everything about uh, X copy there. And uh, I'm sorry, I don't have the other one up here, but I'll, I'll pull it up in a second. Uh, that one is Remnants by X copy, which was his super rare release, a one of one of 250, uh, also selling at a similar price range. And uh, yeah, and it, 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 really the, the story here for me, the headline is that when we talk about PFP, move, PFPs moving, X copy art is moving. We have a lot of different communities and art happening now in the nft space i think it's gonna be really interesting to see how it plays out but uh these top brand name artists just especially x copy I and mean, he he probably commands the most premium of anybody out there um and that's just his brand and and that's x uh and you know other thoughts around this too but i'll pause and just hear if you have any thoughts jared on these two releases or uh x copy in general and, and what this might mean for the market yeah, for, for X, you know, he doesn't drop a lot of work. So it's kind of interesting to see two pieces stacked upon one another, but two different markets, in my opinion. And overall, I mean, I, I really like Remnants. I'm not necessarily going to be buying at six and a half, but I think it's a it's a really interesting piece that kind of blends two things that I like. It, it almost feels generative and it's X. So I'm really enamored with these. I think it's... Um, you know, to your, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head, which is X is doing amazing stuff. The market loves X copy. And, you know, this is, you know, I, I tweeted about this, right? Like it was amazing to see X and a few other releases at the time, just like really garner a lot of attention and enthusiasm. Like this is, it's exciting to me, man. It's really exciting. And it's proof that uh, great art is still going to command the the right amount of attention. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. Um, let's move on to our first gen art news story here, Jared. Uh, this is one that I've been really interested in. So FX hash 2.0, including Ethereum minting is coming out on December 1st. In fact, the very first release, uh, well, I guess it's this one, Anna, Anaglyph by Trame Communal. 
And this has been some time in the works. You know, I know there's a lot of folks who feel passionate about the Tezos ecosystem. There's a lot of discussion about is art denominated on Tezos undervalued? Should it be valued more? What does it matter? What chain it's on, et cetera. We won't get into all of that, uh, but know that some of these questions will be answered as FX hash allows people, artists, to mint on Tezos, excuse me, on Ethereum now coming up with this 2.0 update amongst other features that they're doing that are pretty cool. Uh, but I'm curious, you know, will the community rally around, you know, how much is the community FX hash and how much is it Tezos, right? And I think the artists are telling you right now that it's more about FX hash, less about which blockchain it's on. If you filter here on their, you know, you go to their Explorer and then you go to release calendar here shown on screen, you can see and filter which releases are going to be on Ethereum versus Tezos. And all but one are going to be on Ethereum, which to me tells you the artists know that if they want to make a living and do this full time, they need to consider the blockchain because investors slash collectors truly are not fans of the potential return on Tezos. And I know that might make some Tezos folks upset. That's not really my intention here, but I think you got to kind of look at the objective reality of what's happening. And we'll see if this changes, obviously. I don't know. Uh, but... I think it would be fantastic if the FX hash ecosystem became multi-chain and fantastic if we didn't insist that one or another chain is utilized for, uh, for, for releasing art. But curious to hear your take on this one, Jared, as I know this is a, a topic that comes up frequently in the spaces. Yeah, I, I think that for me, it's an interesting pivot to be for FX uh, to be inclusive of ETH. I guess I don't particularly have an opinion one way or the other. I'm going to be more of an observer and just see what sort of effect this has um, specifically. Cause I think a lot of the core, you know, FX hash collectors are Tezos oriented. So I'm, I'm interested to see if this like grows or impacts community more so than the art. I'm really just trying to, you know, take back a step back and look at like the vibe check more than anything, quite honestly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Look, I mean, I, I, uh, this is kind of like my point. I don't think we should be Tezos oriented or ETH oriented or Solana oriented or Bitcoin oriented. I think we should be art oriented and it really shouldn't matter where someone releases. However, because of the way pricing is done, people do care about the underlying value of the token that your art is denominated in as an investor, but as an art celebrator, I, I don't, I truly don't think it matters. So this will be cool. And I think it'll be interesting to see also, Jared, if we see some works that have been held back by artists who are maybe going to release on Tezos and they heard ETH is coming to say, you know what? Like, I actually think I might be able to make more money to support myself if I release this on ETH. So let me wait until uh, ETH is live on FX hash, uh, but maybe not. We'll see. We'll see. Second story, quick one here. We are doing our giveaway of Mapon Sketchbook A. I'll be announcing that later today. Thank you for everybody who participated. And as a reminder, the winner gets to choose three months of Collector's Corner Premium for free or the Sketchbook A print. And then second place, we'll get the other option. So I'll be reaching out to folks. Thank you for the submissions. They were fantastic. It was a tough choice. And the Collector's Corner Premium community curated the results there. So I will get those out soon. Thank you for your patience and my apologies for the delay on that. That is on me. And also the other Gen Art news story I wanted to hop to real quick 
Rope Ranisto's ReWorld project was selected as one out of 20 highlights from JP Morgan curators at the Paris Photo Fair. Congrats to Rope on this. Actually saw uh, potentially some front running. Somebody sweep up six of these before the announcement. Floor price doubled. It went from about 0.75 to 1.5. May have retraced now a bit, but uh, love this art. Love Rope and really love the innovation with this post-photography AI genre. So glad to see it getting recognized as well. And uh, full disclosure, I actually am not a holder of these. I'm a holder of his other project, Life in West America. Some great art, great prices. You want to take these ones away, Jared? Yeah, I just wanted, I've highlighted this one before. Full disclosure, my personal wallet, I hold uh, a number of these, but um, it's Metropolis IX, I assume nine by Marat. It's, I I bring this up because it was really interesting. Uh, Last week while we were off, there was a a large, large, but uh, for a relatively dormant project, there's a a large number of buys where it it cracked into the seven day top 10. So I just wanted to bring it up. I think that this is actually beautiful art and that a 50 Tez floor. I mean, I'm looking at a couple pieces on the floor. I might go pick them up on my personal wallet again, but it's just, it's fun. It's a fun project. I think they're aesthetically pleasing on a large format. Um, they present very well. And it was interesting to see somebody come in and buy a number of these and really kind of, you know, pay up off of the floor. So just uh, and it was one buyer. Like one buyer came in and swept a, a a ton of these. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. So interesting to to see that. But overall, I think it's a beautiful project. And at fifty Tez with the Tez price these days, you know, if you're if you just want to look at something beautiful, it's not a bad uh, a bad place to place your Tez. Absolutely love that one, and the other one you highlighted. Go ahead. Love this one too. Yeah. It's Shapes on the Plane by Mount Vitruvius. Uh, Obviously coming off of the success of Trichromatic, I think that this one, you know, even I saw Von Mises tweet about uh, Render's Game. You know, a lot of the art block stuff is getting attention and I don't know if this one flies under the radar or what. I hadn't seen a lot of sales, but I think it's a really beautiful project. And with a 199 Tez floor, you know, it just kind of, feels like a, a really good value if that makes any sense and i mean there's a lot of them listed between the two and we'll call it 500 range so not financial advice i don't think it's going to be the, the greatest amount of returns but if you're looking for if you're, if you're priced out of trichromatic or renders game or anything else there's a really great opportunity to to collect here and there's some really great pieces along the way so i'd be remiss if i didn't at least uh mention this is this is actually my second favorite collection of of Mount Vitruvius's. To me, it's it might even be my first. It's this this and uh, Trichromatic that released are my number one. Like I just love this project. It's not a knock on the others. I just th- this is a fantastic one. So uh, glad you brought it up. But at full disclosure, I think I hold two of them. I don't even know, not many, but I just really like this project. Maybe only one. Not sure. I wanted to highlight quickly Echoes of Alhambra by Orkan and Lanka. Uh, I hope I pronounced that right. So this actually was released with Hofa Dao, who also released the Winds of Yawanawa with Rafik Anadol. But really what I like about this art, it's, um, you know, first of all, it's a great price, less than $500 right now. Uh, but it's got really fantastic motion. And as you watch them on screen, they kind of 
suck you in. So um, uh, just a big fan of the way that that these are done. And I like the Middle Eastern theme. We're starting to see some more art emerge that brings an aesthetic and a style from different cultures across the world. And I just think it's fascinating and, and love that. So I wanted to highlight this one. And the second one I mentioned earlier was friendship bracelets. Uh, you know, friendship bracelets can be thought of in a lot of different ways, but it really, in in my opinion, is, is beautiful art and it has all these emergent images. So even this one sitting here on the floor, you got your bracelet circling in one way and then counter circling another way. Actually, this one's pretty unique. This almost looks like a face, Jared. Um, but just so many good ones out there, truly, that I think it's uh, it's worth taking a look at. Even if you don't want to buy one, I get it. They're not cheap, still $200, but just generative art done very well. And you see some cool emergent images. I've seen a star. I own one that looks like a fish. There's more fish. Look at this one down here, another fish one. Anyways, check it out. See if you like the art. Uh, I, I think that this is a unique collection in a lot of ways. Some exciting upcoming drops as I got to get Jared out of here on time. I'm just going to boogie through uh, a couple of these here. First is William Upon's Through Your Eyes. There are seven one-of-ones on auction in verse starting in about four days. So this is on the 13th of November uh, from the recording today. Uh, these are going to be hot. These look great, uh, but probably will go very, very high given William's uh, prominence and uh, especially his recent success. The second one I wanted to highlight here is Graph Plus by Feral File. We have a bunch of really fantastic generative artists that are doing plotter work here. Uh, Lucia He, uh, well, I won't worry them all, but I want to highlight uh, James Merrill and Iskra, who we follow closely, especially James, part of Collector's Corner Premium and a, a friend. Um, these are going to be really cool. The way that Feral File works is you have to buy a set of all six uh, pieces. So I don't know how often that these are or how much of these are going to sell, but I think, you know, it's art to check out and see how you enjoy it and keep up with everything and rounding it out, Jared, sorry, just to really want to make sure that we, we get you out of here on time is Hatcher, Hatcher, I'm not sure how you say it by, um, maybe Hatcher, kind of like a plot by Matt Delorier. This is the first release, as far as I know, since Folio, uh, his Bright Moments release, which is uh, over a year ago, like a year and a half ago now. Uh, all plotter work, all based on topographic maps. Auction starts in just about an hour. Will run for until November 12th. So this is this is a long auction, potentially. I think these will go for a really high price because Matt Delorier is so prominent and it's uh, kind of an interesting and, and unique aesthetic here. So that's all those. We'll round it off with some artists to highlight. I'll let you go first, Jared, with Richard Nadler. Yeah, I just wanted to highlight Richard Nadler, uh, amazing breakout artist recently this year, producing some really amazing art. Actually, in research for this last night, I went and checked out a lot, you know, some of his, um, you know, one of ones and and different projects, and it's, it's been fun to like see the evolution of the work. But uh, Richard has an upcoming release coming, so I just would be remiss if we didn't uh, bring it to everyone's attention because it's a it's really unique AI inspired work. So. If you're not familiar with Richard and his work, please feel free to check it out because this is uh, it's absolutely stunning in its own right. Honestly, I just am sad because I think he's going to sell for too much, but I really want them. He he really, in my opinion, leveled up uh, from Yamabushi's Horizons, and you can see the the range of his aesthetic that he's able to capture now. Um, very beautiful work, really distinct style. Huge fan of Richard's, and very much looking forward to the, the this new release and and whatever else he comes out with in the future. And lastly, the artist that I wanted to highlight is uh, Red Rum. 
So Red Rum, uh, recently been DMing with him, really love their work. And, you know, they remind me a little bit of the post-photo AI artist, uh, Simon Rayon, who has a pink theme going on. Everything, uh, all his releases have a certain shade of pink that are infused in them. Now, Red Rum is very much in the red meta, but man, his art is good. And uh, I just, I, I just love the red theme here. Like he kills it. And I was, I wonder like, will he ever have something blue? And I'm saying he, I'm sorry. I, I don't know uh, if it's a he or she, or so we'll say they, I apologize for that. Uh, but, you know, I obviously assume most people in the crypto space are male because most of them are, but uh, Red Realms work. They are just some really cool stuff here. So I uh, wanted to give them the shout out. Also really nice person. I've uh, been DMing them, as I mentioned. And that's it, folks. That's our show. Uh, please give us a like and a follow on Collector's Corner. Give Jared and me uh, a follow as well. And uh, sign up for our newsletter and give us some feedback. Want to hear what you're thinking. Yeah. Any parting words, Jared? Uh, just, you know, for anybody who's anxious, uh, you know, check in emotionally. FOMO is a thing. And there's some really great opportunities ahead of us you know be patient and diligent and create a plan execute against it if it's you know flipping or uh long-term accumulation tons of opportunities will present itself so you know just i really urge people to to put their emotions in check and, and write down their plan absolutely that's a great point jared stay grounded there's going to be a lot of things that are doubling tripling quadrupling as the bull market gets going don't chase things. It's just almost never worth it. You will get there. We will all get there. Just be patient, have conviction, hold your conviction plays and let the market play out. And Jared and I are here as a resource. Our DMs are open. Seriously, anybody hit us up. We'll get back to you. We'll help you. That's what we're here for. So with all that, thank you, everybody. We'll chat with you in a couple of weeks. Check out the Substack. check out the dailies, check out Jared. And we appreciate you all. Hopefully we'll have some even better news next time around. Talk to you then. Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like this episode and want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on YouTube. Please also follow us on Twitter for announcements as we expand to other social and content platforms. Our Twitter handle is at collectors underscore XYZ. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. So please comment or reach out. We're always striving to be more useful and get better so we can help you in your collecting journey. The Collector's Corner team and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.